Hey, I'm Carrie. And I'm Erin. And this is Keeping Busy. So I'm I'm sitting here. I just poured myself a nice cup of tea. Yeah, what kind of tea do you have? I have something called honey and pistachio biscotti tea. And it oh. tastes like tea. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I have a mug of hibiscus. Uh, wait, I got to get this right. I have the thing right here so I can read it. Heart healthy African hibiscus blossoms with key lime. Ooh, and what does Ooh. yours taste like? Mm, tea. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let me take a sip. Don't choke on it like I did. Don't be me. Okay, I'll try. It tastes like springtime, Ooh. which is kind of what it is. Do you guys, is your snow melting out there? <gasps> it is. Oh my gosh, actually, it was a beautiful day today. The kids and I were out playing, and I was just. A wash and lovely springtime feelings. I could hear the birds tweeting and everything. Oh, nice. Yeah, I had to drive down to Rhode Island for work because that's, that's where our headquarters are. And I had to be there in the morning and then I had to drive back in the afternoon. And my cat is attacking things. But um, I got when I got into my car <laughs> around like... Sorry. One... <laughs> when I, when I got into my car, it was like I had to roll down the windows because it was kind of warm in there. Wow. So, yes. That's awesome. It's a magical day. My Spring cats have been kicked out of the room, but one of them has decided that he's trying to figure out how to open door handles. <laughs> so he stands on his hind legs and gets one paw around each side of the door handle and like slams the door back and forth as much as it can jiggle within <laughs> its being closed confinements and i always think it's one of the kids trying to get in and it's just him being adorable trying to open the door trying to use his cat hands <laughs> he's like i've seen you do this i know it can be done well he had thumbs my cat used to be very heavy um and he's losing he's lost a lot of weight he's almost down to 12 pounds which is what the vet has determined is the ideal weight for him because he's a big boy oh um, and all of a sudden he's realized that with his new slim body, he can jump up on counters. He could never do that when he was chunky before. So he <laughs> is sitting in the living room, and I heard this strange, like, tinkle noise. And I realized it was his his little name tag hitting one of the pots in the sink that he was drinking from. Oh, naughty boy. I know. And I was like, oh, my God, you can get up there? <laughs> Yay, He's but no. He has discovered a whole new world. And now you have cats drinking pot water. <laughs> Hooray. Hooray. Congratulations, Beefcake. That's not his name, but I think. Uh, it is now. I have to, um, I'm going to backpedal for a minute. Okay. I've decided my tea does not taste like tea. Oh. My tea tastes like tobacco. What? That's not, that's not a good flavor, is it? But like tobacco and vanilla. Okay. You know how they used so to have, like, like, those weird flavored cigars? I know they exist. Oh, but well, I, I was It kind of tastes how those smell. I Yeah, me too. Totally. And it tastes how those smell. That's why. Okay. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. I hate things that smell better than they taste. Like, that, uh, that, that delta between smell good and taste good should be very small. Mm. It's my personal opinion. I agree, and tea tricks you a lot. Yeah. If you have a stuffy nose and you have a tea that you like and you want that warm, 
cup of tea to just make everything feel better and you take that sip and it just tastes like trash because you can't smell it that's the saddest it is that's when you have to double up on the honey or the sugar yeah just just make it sugar water (laughs) just chug it down this tea is surprisingly sweet my hibiscus key lime i feel like hibiscus acts as a natural sweetener because it's so tangy it tastes like fruit and so it kind of tricks your brain into being like fruit it's sweet Silly brain. In another interesting note, you know what I finished making today? What? The second round of pistachio semifredo. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Was it just as good as the first? Have you tried it yet? It is pretty darn good. I had a piece and my kids had a piece and I gave a piece to my father actually because he was oh. over today and he thought it was delicious. So did you do anything different? Did I you did do the not. Pint? <laughs> if it works the first time, why change it? Yeah. I enjoyed it the first time and it was easy, so I just kept doing that. Although I actually, I did technically do something a little different. I poured on all the chocolate ganache this time. Oh. Mm. I figured that's not, good... that's not really that much chocolate, so I just plopped it all on. <laughs> it wasn't bad. <laughs> okay. Did you prefer it the other time? No. More okay. chocolate is better for me. Okay. In, in most circumstances. Mm-hmm. More chocolate is better. You know, a lesson that I learned this past week? What? Um, I, this is a lesson that I relearned, I should say. You can't add vanilla extract to chocolate chips when you're trying to melt them down. Because <laughs> they seize up? <laughs> yes. Like, instantaneously. Yeah. You can't um, actually add anything to chocolate while it's melting. Yeah. What you have to do is add the chocolate to the stuff to melt it. Or heat it all up at the same time. What is that? That is my phone, but I don't know where I put it. (laughs) (laughs) Can't find it to shut it up. Oh, it's under my cat. Okay, hold on. Sorry, kitty. (laughs) Is it really? Kind of behind, kind of under. I exaggerated slightly. Okay. I came upstairs into my bedroom earlier, and my two cats were sleeping on the same chair together. And Mm -hmm. one of the cats' head was directly under the other cat's body. And I don't (laughs) really know how he could breathe. (laughs) So this is our cat podcast. Yeah, right? Welcome. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Who needs crafts when you can talk about cats being cute? All right. So my chocolate seized up. Um, What were you making with melty chocolate? I wanted to dip my homemade marshmallows into the chocolate. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. And and I eventually did succeed in melting chocolate. So that was really exciting. Did you have uh, to ditch I, the first batch? Yes, I did. I did have to ditch the So the first batch of chocolate seized up because I put vanilla in it. Because I thought I was being clever and I wasn't. <laughs> um, the second batch came out well. Um, but this... That's a ringing endorsement. I, no, this, I mean, it was just melted chocolate, right? It was melted, it was delicious melted chocolate. The problem was that I put my failed marshmallows in it to try and pretend like it wasn't a failure. <laughs> but it was a failure. But remember what we talked about? Even failures can be successes if you dip them in chocolate. I'm sure that's the principle mm-hmm. you were going by. So I brought these to work. My failures, and I did. I did Wait, declare them. Are these? Things. Are these the ones that you 
couldn't chew. You could chew them, but it was like, um, it's crunchy, crunchy marshmallows. <laughs> so Can, wait, wait, just like explain, <laughs> explain to our listeners what exactly happened to your marshmallows. Okay. Okay. So. First, maybe let's start with where did you get your marshmallow recipe? So I used Alden Brown's marshmallow recipe, which I have successfully used in the past to make marshmallows multiple times. And I did successfully use it after my mishap um, to make delicious marshmallows. Now, one day I was feeling particularly lazy, but I really wanted to make marshmallows. So um, I went, uh, there's like, what are they, like four ingredients. You need uh, unflavored gelatin, you need water, you need sugar, a little bit of vanilla extract, and you need um, corn syrup, light corn syrup. Now I didn't have light corn syrup, so I know that I have substituted, um, you know, when you're, maybe, I think it was when you're making cooking candies, so cooking sugar. I feel like I've substituted sugar for corn syrup or corn syrup for sugar in the past. So that's what I did. I looked up um, a conversion of sugar and water to corn syrup, and I used sugar and water instead of corn syrup. And then I ran out of sugar because you need a lot of sugar. <laughs> to make to <laughs> corn syrup? <laughs> yeah. So then what I did have, instead of granulated sugar, I had powdered sugar and I had caster sugar. And... I'm still unclear on what caster sugar is. I thought it was just like really found, finely ground sugar. So I thought, okay, I'll just do that. That'll be fine. So I'm not sure which of those um, substitutions was my downfall, but I got. Um, do you know what hardtack is? Do I know what? Um, no. Hard is that made from molasses? I don't know what it is, but it's. <laughs> It's but that's a, what you wanted to call your your marshmallows after you made them. Yeah, I know that. It's, oh, actually, um, isn't hard tack like bread, like super yeah, hard? Yeah, I think I think it's some like dry bread um, that travels well for pirates. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it is. So I I made sugar biscuits, hard crumbly sugar biscuits. That's what happened to your marshmallows. That and was my marshmallow, and it was so bad. So I dipped it in chocolate, and I was I did with it what I was going to do with the marshmallow. So I dipped it in chocolate. And I stuck that while I was wet onto graham crackers. So it would be like a s'more. And I thought that'd be fun. And I brought them into work. And I told um, one of my coworkers, oh, these are my failures, but if you want to try it. So he bit into it, grabbed my trash can, and spit it into the <laughs> trash can. Wait a second. I've got a question. Oops. Okay. The things that you brought over my house, were those your marshmallows? Mm. What were those no, crunchy those sugar are- things? Those are my failed nougats. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> oh. But I don't know what I did wrong. I that. don't know, but I cannot help you with nougats. I uh, have no idea. I have tried um, divinity and I have tried nougat and I have failed at both. So I have no help there. <laughs> but, How did um, your marshmallows come out? My marshmallows came out. I have only once have i successfully made marshmallows and i remember i did something different from the other times i had tried marshmallows and it came out perfect 
And I thought to myself, oh, that's so obvious. That's the thing I need to do from now on. And I don't remember what that was. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Unfortunately. Um, but so I made um, raspberry marshmallows, which I just took a classic vanilla marshmallow recipe from um, a blog called Piece of Cake. She also does a book called Marshmallow Madness, which looks incredible, but I don't actually have. Uh, she also has a lot of tips for making marshmallows. Anyways, hers were the vanilla marshmallows that I made successfully. Uh, they didn't come out as successful this time. I took some freeze-dried raspberries and put them in my food processor until they were powder. I added that to the vanilla marshmallows. That's the only thing I did to change them. And they were good tasting, but they were kind of wet. Um, mm. Kind of a little more spongy than cloud-like. The last time I had made the classic vanilla marshmallows that she has a recipe for, they were just like puffs of cotton. They were fluffy and wonderful, and I had never had such a good marshmallow in my life. Uh, these were a little more spongy and wet. But on the bright side, my failure was turned into a success with chocolate. And once I had dipped them mm -hmm. in chocolate, they tasted pretty much exactly like a Russell Stover's raspberry whip egg. <laughs> uh, and that's that's a goal. Right and there. that was I uh, I had a very very difficult time not eating the whole thing. And it made a lot, <laughs> so that's that's kind of gross, but <laughs> but they were very good. I gave some away for Valentine's Day and they were also appreciated. And my husband who doesn't really eat sweets um, and told me before he tried them, I don't like chocolate-covered marshmallows, but I will try yours. Thought they were amazing. Oh, so that's, it doesn't say a lot for the marshmallow, since he doesn't actually like marshmallows, but coated in chocolate, Whatever it they was, were was lovely. Delicious. Oh, good. So I also attempted the raspberry marshmallow. That was my second attempt at marshmallow. And my darling husband helped me out because he works right next to a Wegmans, which is, you know, kind of a fancier grocery store that has more interesting stuff. I thought there was a good chance that there would be freeze-dressed raspberries there so I could try what you were trying. Um, but he uh, got quick frozen instead of freeze-dried, which are a little different in that they're frozen and they're dried. <laughs> now, I want to say it was very nice of him to walk over to the grocery store and get me stuff, even though he didn't have to, so that was very sweet. Um... But it was the wrong thing, and I had to put it in a dehydrator. And I don't know if I dehydrated them too long, but they just would not grind up in the food processor. I just, they were just little hard chunks no matter what I did. And I think they were the raspberry seeds. Yeah, probably. So when I ate the marshmallow just by itself, it had a good flavor, but it was kind of like, you know, you had crunchy stuff in your marshmallow. <laughs> Dip it in chocolate, and it was amazing. So chocolate solves chocolate everything. Chocolate everything. Mm-hmm. That's the lesson here. Oh, uh, what temperature did you cook your sugar mixture to? You know, I don't really know. <laughs> I had <sighs> a candy thermometer on hand. And I also had my trusty, usually accurate infrared pyrometer, mm -hmm. other name, laser gun. Yes. And I used both of them. And I think the laser thermometer said 145, which I think I was supposed to cook them just to 140. And the 
regular stick it in candy thermometer said 125 but it got to 125 and just stopped moving mm. so <laughs> i'm thinking that one's broken okay yeah, i brought mine up to 240 i think 240 so fahrenheit maybe that's what i mean oh yeah i'm sorry 240 replace my ones with twos and that's what i meant okay that's gonna say that this is quite the difference translation error that's fine Yes. So the recipe I used said to go to 240, and the um, one thermometer said 225, and the other one said 245. So I was somewhere in the middle, Mm -hmm. which should be close to 240. But I think my thing is, I think the thing I did the first time when they came out better is I cut down on a little bit of the water, like one or two tablespoons, Mm -hmm. that was in the bloom for the gelatin. Oh, Okay. Did, did you use just like powdered gelatin? Yeah, I just used the um, flavored gelatin powder packets. And can I tell you that it has the most disgusting smell when I poured the hot sugar in there? Did you have that? I felt um, like I could mm, smell the horse hooves cooking <laughs> right there in my kitchen. I don't. I don't know that I smelled that, but maybe my nose isn't as sensitive. <laughs> it was. It was a little disgusting. You can supposedly make vegan marshmallows, but I have no idea. I think you have to use, like, seaweed. Um, seaweed has a lot of unpleasant flavor, at least when you're thinking about the flavors of marshmallow. That would be interesting. I think it's, like, the kind of seaweed that you'd use to make, um, like, the Japanese jello. Oh, okay. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what that's called, um, but I know what you're talking about. Agar agar. Is that right? It's also stuff that they use to make a... <laughs> base for petri dish bacteria cultures i think oh yum pleasant yay yeah okay agar is a jelly-like substance obtained from algae ah there you go the more you know (laughs) (laughs) maybe we should try to make some agar marshmallows sometimes so we don't have to worry about horse hooves Yeah, I, I don't want to think about this little packet being horse hooves, but it was, it definitely smelled like something living was cooking. <laughs> so we're like, we're, we're like two for, um, you know, disgusting things, raw egg whites and then oh. horse hooves. Yeah. Maybe we should just do like another chocolate cookie next time. <laughs> chocolate chip next time and that's it. Chocolate chip cookie, that's perfect. But the marshmallows, I mean, they were really good, the ones that I made correctly. were very tasty. And it doesn't take too long to make. And it's it's most, as long as you have the gelatin, it's all stuff that you probably have in your pantry anyway. Yeah. The problem is the cleanup. The stuff is still sticky. Oh, I just ran everything through the dishwasher. It is, it's impossible to get off. If you pour hot water in immediately and then run it through the dishwasher... That's what I did with everything because I'm like, I'm not scrubbing this. Yeah. That's what my first sign that my failed marshmallows, there was something wrong because it just, it like flowed right out. It was so easy to get out of the bowl. I'm like, this isn't right. This should be harder. Oh, I should say that um, I I had a feeling that my marshmallows were going to come out too moist. And so I beat them forever. Mm. I mean, it was probably like 20 minutes and my KitchenAid sounded like it wanted to die. (laughs) (laughs) And I I put my hand on the top of it and it was quite hot and I was a little worried it was going to die. 
and actually have since um, informed my husband that it's probably not long for this world mm -hmm. just to uh, prepare him for the coming expense of a new one. Nice. But um, <laughs> they still came out <laughs> too wet. Hmm. But but they didn't just pour out. So I guess that's one good thing. They did mm -hmm. kind of keep their shape a little Struggle. bit. I do find also that it is a little difficult to dip marshmallows in chocolate because the marshmallow kind of wants to just melt into the hot chocolate. Did you have that issue? Mm -hmm. uh, the all, uh, no. Yes. <laughs> At the beginning. Not with the crunchy the... sugar biscuits, but maybe with the other ones. Right. The sh sugar biscuits, they, they did fine. But the raspberry ones, I had actually had them in the fridge overnight. So I'd cut them into little squares and put them in the fridge. And so the first ones, they were fine. I didn't have a struggle. But now that you mention it, the last few, as I was getting to the bottom of the bowl of the chocolate and the ones that had, you know, come back up to room temperature they were melting into the chocolate maybe that's your solution that's you that's a great idea i should do that next time <gasps> wow yay. i did something right thank you for solving my problem erin <laughs> yay <sighs> i actually i the way i solved it was i just dipped the top half real quick and then the bottom half real quick mm -hmm. just so that i wouldn't yeah. have to like roll them in the chocolate and leave them in there mm -hmm. yeah I, I was getting lazy too at the end so i at, at the beginning, I was doing one marshmallow at a time, and then at the end, I was kind of throwing a couple in there and just stirring them up because <laughs> I was bored. Could have just had, like, chocolate marshmallow soup, ate it with a spoon. Mm, that sounds good. So I did make a third batch of marshmallow. Did you really? Because I wanted, I wanted to try that damn s'more thing that I did with my sugar biscuits. Oh, yeah. With real marshmallows. And they have been sitting in a tray uncut because I was just totally over it by the time <laughs> I finally got that out. So they're probably stale and disgusting now. I hear that. Hooray. I am. I enjoy the end product of marshmallow making. And after I'm done making marshmallows, it always seems like it was so easy. But somehow getting the motivation to make marshmallows is almost impossible. Mm -hmm. And I, I think it's because I find it very stressful because I'm not very good oh, at it. Yeah. So for your recipe, mine said that to leave it for at least four hours, preferably overnight before cutting it. Did yours say anything like that? Let me see. I don't think so. Uh, oh, yeah, it does. Let's set for at least six hours in a cool, dry place. I um, Mine sat overnight before I cut them because I was hoping that they would dry off more, but they didn't really. They weren't too bad. Like, I had made pumpkin spice marshmallows before, and... Once oh. I had cut them up and dusted them in the powdered sugar, I dusted them and I dusted them and I dusted them again and they kept <laughs> they kept making the powdered sugar all wet. That's how bad they were. <laughs> oh. I, I really like the Alta and Brown recipe. As long as you actually follow it, it, it's worked well for me every time. Does he have more than one like flavor? Is it just vanilla? It's just the vanilla. He might have other variations, but that's just the one I go to. Yeah. I just was wondering so that I could check it out. Yeah. Alta Brown, Marshmallow. That's what I Googled because I don't have it saved. He's so good at making things easy for you. Mm. Plus, he's funny. I like to watch his show. Yeah. I like the, the sock puppets when he brings out the yeast sock puppets. <laughs> it's fun and educational. Yes. As everything should be. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do a quick little visual comparison of these two. Oh, three packages of unflavored gelatin. I think that's definitely more than, but it's hard to tell. Hold on. 
<gasps> this is neat though. He's got instructions for how in- how to make mini marshmallows. That's yeah. fun. Yeah. Now getting the marshmallow in a pastry bag. I know that sounds like awful. Horrible. Have you you've done it before though? Yes. I did. I made mini marshmallows for hot cocoa. And then I think I used it like once or twice and that was it. So how many teaspoons are in a packet of gelatin? I don't know. Do you want me to go grab a packet? I have some. What are you going to do? Open it up and measure all of it in teaspoons? No, I think it says on the front of the packet. I don't think it does. I'll just go check. Okay. Okay. It says there's a quarter of an ounce. Does that help? (laughs) No. I have no idea what that means. Yeah, me neither. I would say there's one, two teaspoons. That's my guess. Two teaspoons. Sounds valid. So it looks like my recipe is basically half of what you made. It's got half as much salt, half as much corn syrup, half as much granulated sugar, but it has three quarters as much water. So mine does have too much water. There you go. If Alton Brown's recipe works, then it doesn't make any sense why mine should work. Mine's too wet. That's what it is. Alton Brown is perfect. Alton Brown wins again. <laughs> yes. Alton Brown wins every time. So even though I have, I'm using half of everything you use, I'm using three quarters of a cup of water and you use one cup of water. So I should only be using half a cup of water. Yes, that sounds right. Although mine has more gelatin, so I don't know. Maybe I just need to change to Alton Brown's recipe on the, on the whole. I like it. So there is, there it is. Alton Brown. <laughs> Alton Brown. Alton Brown's recipe is foolproof, assuming you follow the instructions. That does seem to be useful, especially in the recipes we've been making lately, yeah. following directions. It's like a compulsion that I can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> I just... The worst thing is my mother always uh, made substitutions in things when I was growing up. Yeah. And it would drive me crazy. Because you're like, why aren't you just following the directions? Yeah. If you don't have the ingredients, then just don't make the thing. (laughs) I don't get it. (laughs) Now you're becoming your mother. Oh my God, I'm becoming my mother. Oh, jeez. It happens to us all. Yeah. I think. So sad. So, wait a minute. Did we, we didn't have any, uh crocheting projects going on at this point right for this one no, I, episode i think i think we finished our baskets last time or at least we talked about it enough um did you have something in mind um no i am actually right now working on a couple other things besides ah. baking one of which is trying to finish a pair of baby booties for my husband's cousin who just had a baby um which i haven't I meant to send the booties to her before she had the baby. (laughs) That's how long I've been doing them. And they really should have taken like a night to do. So that's kind of embarrassing. But um, I'm also working. I got a 3D printer recently. And um, I made a kind of, I made a big gear, plastic gear. And it's probably about four and a half, five inches in diameter. And what I'm planning to do with it is just get a big piece of metal and make kind of like an L-shaped bracket. And I want to mount the gear in there, spray paint the whole thing bronze, and call it a bookend. <laughs> yeah, that's So that's cool. my first 3D printing project. Yeah. 
So you've but, already um, made the gear? Yeah, I already made. I already printed out the gear. That part's done. Uh, surprisingly difficult to find scrap metal or the kind of metal I want anyways. I would to prefer it with? to... What? Oh, so you're not going to print the L? You're looking no, for No, because the, the thing is the, the plastic is so light. If I just um. print the bracket and mount the wheel in the bracket, then it's not actually going to hold up any books. Mm-hmm. I see. So I need something heavy. What are you working on? Anything? I have a few projects that I've just been putting on the back burner and I haven't started. For example, I wanted to make more of the the faux taxidermy, the crocheted little animal heads that you mount on the wall. Yeah. I wanted to do another one of those, but I just haven't found, I haven't picked an animal. I have some patterns for like a rhino head that's pretty cute, but I have to scale it up. And I think I'm just nervous. Why? How small is it? It's like a little stuffed toy for a kid. Oh. And then I want to make it big. I'm just intimidated. Have you thought about a javelina? <gasps> javelina, that is such a cute idea. I stole it from the Royal Tenenbaums, but I think it's... <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I'm looking that up right now. Is that the problem is that you can find them, but you just can't find patterns because you have to buy the pattern or... I guess I usually sort by free patterns. I, I always start with um, Ravelry, which... I know is probably pronounced Ravelry. Yes. <laughs> but I started pronouncing it Ravelry, and it just it's a hard habit to kick when you usually just say it in your head. I understand. I've mispronounced lots of words because I've only ever read them. Yeah. Listening back to the other episodes that we recorded, it does seem like I have a habit of mispronouncing at least one word per episode. What did you mispronounce before? <laughs> On the peanut butter episode, I kept saying Jiffy instead of Jiff. Jiffy peanut butter. Jiffy doesn't make a peanut butter. They make other things. Oh. I don't know if that counts. It's Jiff peanut butter. Then what's Jiffy? Jiffy is a corn muffin mix I have on my shelf. I don't know what else they do. Oh, that's right. Jiffy muffins. (laughs) Yeah. That's why it sounded familiar. And then I think we had different ways of pronouncing Wendigo or Wendigo. We were talking about Wendigos. <laughs> <laughs> on, on the lost episode, we'll call it. <laughs> uh, we, we Seems made... like an interesting topic of conversation for a crafting podcast. <laughs> when we made the lemon cookies, because we were talking about um, zesting lemons and how much flesh you can get in your cookie. <laughs> <laughs> And then you have to oh, that's right. I remember Wendigos. now. <laughs> we, were ta- we were talking about the ravenous. <laughs> because that's good for uh, listenership. Talking mm-hmm. about. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm going to make a javelina. You could probably just look up boar and yeah. do a crochet boar and change it a little. Yeah, to make it a javelina. I think as long as you put the um, the lighter brown collar around then then it's a javelina oh for anyone who doesn't know javelinas are adorable little roaming wild pigs that are i don't don't know that i would go so far as to say adorable Uh, they have like really sharp evil teeth yeah well you don't don't look at them in the teeth Um, (laughs) we uh my husband and i were camping in in texas once and 
um, javelinas just kind of wandered through the campground eating and they were cute stuff they were cute oh well Uh, then then, you've got one over me because i've never actually seen one my sister lives in tucson and apparently they're like raccoons as in they come at night and go through your garbage and cause a mess so she doesn't think they're so cute (laughs) a matter of perspective yes that's like when i was in louisiana and there are these things called i'm gonna get it wrong nutria and I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's so cute. And they're like, um, it's a giant, disgusting rat. And I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not so great. Well, How about this? Not only is it a crochet taxidermy, it is also on Ravelry, which probably means you have to pay for it if you haven't found it yet. Oh, that's cute. I don't know what the tusks are doing there. There's like two sets of tusks, and they're kind of wrapped around each other. I don't know if that's... I, you well, know, I would say that physiologically the, the, accurate. <laughs> the face is cute, and the big old ears, very cute. It's but it I'm is like, four dollars. I mean, uh, you know, four dollars is a pretty low threshold to entry. But yeah, I don't know if I would make crocheted things more than once. Oh, is that like is that a, what holds you off from patterns? Is you're like how many times? Yeah, but if I mean, I if you think about thing. it, then if you even if you only make it once, then. It's basically, I mean, how much yarn is this? Would you pay $6 to buy this boar yeah. head? When I've just else been spoiled by free patterns. Yeah, that's true. You have been. <laughs> <laughs> I should start paying for people's efforts. Fine. Well, I mean, you've, you've done your own patterns yourself. And sometimes they come out good, right? And sometimes they come out bad. But what's the worst part about making your own pattern is trying to keep track of it. Yeah. It's stressful, too. It's just a stressful experience. Yeah. So, you know, four bucks. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You've convinced me. Oh, I guess there's one thing I have been doing. I got my little sketch, my electronic sketch pad thing. Or, uh, I don't know what you call it. And I have my uh, free version of Photoshop, which is another thing that I've mispronounced. I called it, it's G-I-M-P, and I called it GIMP, but it's probably GIMP. No, I think it's GIMP. I'm pretty sure it's GIMP. Why would they they choose to call it GIMP? It must stand for something. There's got to be an acronym there, because it's just a weird name. It's probably something with a G map. Aha, it is. It's the, um, I'm going to say this wrong, it's Image Manipulation Program is the IMP, and it's on Ah. the programming platform new which is gnu ah. so it's gnu image manipulation platform program mystery solved there you go that's why it's gimp thank you you're welcome so um my husband and i had this idea that we wanted to get like a portrait painted of us and i then remember we would do this. this we would do this every five years and we would just when when we die our children um our future imaginary children will go in the attic and just find these portraits. This pictorial timeline. Yeah. Anyway, we found some artists that do such things, and they wanted thousands of dollars, and that's a lot. Uh, and then I found some like sketch people who would do it for a couple hundred, but it, it definitely looked mass-produced, and it wasn't that refined nature. 
And so I figure if we're doing something not refined as an oil painting, I might as well give it a try. You could do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm giving it a Sounds try. Sounds awesome. So um, it's slow going. So I'm kind of figuring out the program as I go, but it's coming out okay. It's looking kind of like it was painted. So I'm very excited. It's just very slow going. Sounds awesome. I just, I don't know if it'll be good enough at the end to kind of like blow up on Hank somewhere. Yeah. So if we're going to do a cookie for the next week to, you know, calm it down a little. Um, I know St. Patrick's Day is still like three weeks away, but that's yes. the only thing I can think of is maybe some like green mint themed stuff. Unless you had something else hmm. in mind. No, but we could do that or we could do something not green, but something that has like Irish cream in it or something. Googling Shortbread is pretty traditional Irish recipe, right? Like there's, I know there's Scottish shortbread and yeah. Irish shortbread and. Yeah, but those are like boring. It's just like butter and flour and sugar and you're done. That's true. That's pretty boring. Oh, this is that cookie that somebody put Lucky Charms in. That's totally Irish. Instead I know that's chocolate chips. completely traditional. That's definitely, <laughs> that's, that's legit. How to make green beer in two steps. Yeah, pour beer, put green food color Really, in. you need, is that like on a, uh, oh my gosh, I can't even think of words. How to do it website. <laughs> this is a crappy website. Oh, a Guinness chocolate cake. I've had that before. It's incredible. Super good. Okay. That's a legit option. They have this porter cake. This boozy cake is better as it sits, so the flavor gets more pronounced. I'm, it looks yes. like it's just... Okay. Somebody just... <clears throat> Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> took two handfuls of raisins and just jammed them into this cake just to ruin it. Ew. Yeah, raisins are gross. I just sent you a link to something pretty super cute. Okay, I am going to look at it, and I am sending you a link as well. Okay. Oh, yes, I've had that before. They're really good. I've only had mass-produced ones, though. I'm talking about the um, Irish potato candy. Uh, they look like tiny little potatoes. I have to say they are not actually Irish. I think they came from Minnesota, I want to mm. say. Oh, my gosh, in that little bag, they are adorable, though. Yeah, I believe that anything like Irish potato... Oh, Philadelphia. Themed. Like if yeah. it's if it's actually made with potatoes, that's one thing. But if it's like, hey, these look like potatoes, let's call them Irish. <laughs> Although it says it says it originated in Philadelphia among Irish immigrants, okay. but that's not how I heard it. The, <laughs> how they came about, but that's okay. Okay. And now this But I've had them and they're really yummy. They just they look super cute. Um, and then you sent me chocolate Guinness cookies. Yes. So these are just chocolate cookies. They have molasses and Guinness beer inside. That's interesting. And our Irish whiskey and Bailey's buttercream icing. I like that. That looks good. That's what I think. All right, let's do this. This is nice and simple. The cookie? Yeah. Yeah. I'm totally into these cookies. They look amazing. Yeah. Shouldn't be able to screw this up. <laughs> well, look at the ingredients list. That's what I would suggest. And see if you have everything like blackstrap molasses. 
let's not go and substitute, say, the corn syrup that you probably went and bought for your other marshmallows. <laughs> you know what the worst thing about that story? And I wasn't sure if I was even going to say it. After I failed at the marshmallows and I went out to buy corn syrup for my next batch of marshmallows, and as I was putting it away, I had the corn syrup the whole time. No, you didn't. I did. did you? I did. And I just forgot it was in there. Like, I think I looked in the wrong place or something. Ugh. Yeah. the worst. Okay, so <laughs> blackstrap molasses, is that different than normal molasses? I think it's just like the darkest molasses. You know how molasses comes from some kind of process that makes sugar white. And, uh... I think it's a different grade of molasses, just like you can get different grades of honey. So mm. it's just like the really, really super dark, sticky, so like tar. Am I going to be in trouble if I just get molasses? I think usually you can just use molasses. I've used I guess it's regular only, molasses in place It's only half it. a tablespoon. This is also a good point. I don't think it's going to be a deal breaker. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll see what I can find. Okay. Usually they have that... Uh, like the mother's molasses, and that's what I use. I think that sounds like molasses an old timey name on for the something. table. What <laughs> I said, <laughs> molasses on the table. Oh, it's grandma's molasses. That's even more old timey. Ah, these will be delicious, and we will get them totally, totally right. Yes, they're going to be expertly made. No one will take a bite and spit it out in my trash can. <laughs> it's going to be great. So thanks for tuning in and join us next week when we make chocolate Guinness cookies with Irish whiskey and Bailey's buttercream icing. Mmm, Hooray St. Patrick's Day. For early St. Patrick's Day. And then maybe next week we'll pick another St. Patrick's Day themed because there's so many good ones. That sounds like a fantastic idea. Mm -hmm. Maybe we'll make the little potatoes. I would like to make the little potatoes. I might, we might end up making the little potatoes anyways. Because they're little potatoes. And they're adorable. They are so cute. Anyways. Have a great week and uh, keep busy. You can't see me, but I'm making finger guns. Keep busy. Hey. Thanks for the sound effect. You're welcome. That's what I'm here for. (laughs) 